Ask the podcast coach for May 19th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is, that fun-filled music. That means it's 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the theschoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy Royal Wedding Saturday morning. We are celebrating that. I'm sure our audience is flocking over there right now to go watch the Royal Wedding, whatever it is. I was surprised. I guess it came on at like, what, six in the morning? Yeah. Because I saw people on Facebook going, are you getting up? And I'm like, there's a wedding? <laughs> like, it's amazing when you don't listen to radio anymore and you barely watch TV. And if you do, it's on Hulu and it's recorded and you skip the the commercials. There are so many things that like, I don't, you know, I'm like, oh, really? They're That's this weekend? I knew they were getting married. I knew they were engaged because you can't go to the grocery store. No. Without seeing that kind of stuff. You're looking at the magazines. YouTube's made a big deal about it. You know, if you go up to YouTube right now, it says the Royal Wedding in the right hand corner, there's a you know, there's an icon for it. And if you click on it, it'll take you to their coverage. So they've made a big deal about this. YouTube has, and they're streaming it live. I bet they're getting millions to watch it that way. So good for them. Yeah. It's uh I am being corrected in the uh, chat room. Rich is saying, Dave, it's Eastern Daylight Time. What did I say? Uh, probably standard time, I think is what you say. Eastern yeah. Standard Time. Okay. I would just say Eastern. Eastern. There you go. Yeah, that covers that covers just about everything. But the one thing we should mention before we forget, there's a thing going on today, live stream for the cure.com. This is uh the guys from it's a movie podcast whose name is escaping me. Is it the movie guys? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I said that earlier and then uh epic movie guys. Epic right? movie guys. And I know um the one and only Emily Prokop from the story behind is on, I believe, at three o'clock. So I'm trying to. Uh, I, I have a uh, school of podcasting roundtable today. I think at that time, and I'm going to have to remember to go over because I, I want to donate. I guess it. I guess it doesn't really matter when you donate, but it'd be cool if I could say, "Oh, it, you know, Emily brought in X amount of money uh, during that time." Epic film guys, there we go. You know, twice I've thought I've had cancer, and both That's no times fun. it was it, it wasn't. But it makes you think differently about those those kinds of things. I'd, I'd heard Emily uh, advertise for that on Story Behind. And I thought, you know, we ought to do that. It, it was a week. There's only a week in between. Emily, we, you, you should do those promos like months ahead of time so we can get involved in that. But I always, I always appreciate folks that um, trying to solve that thing because it's cancer is only going to get worse. And so appreciate their work. If you have a question, you can uh, jump on in or at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live if you want to throw it in the chat room. Or if you want to go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, you can uh, jump right in here onto uh, the video. If you don't want the video, you don't have to turn your camera on. If you want to do it that way, we'd love to uh, hear your questions. And this came, I went over to, I always go over to the Facebook groups. This is from um, uh, Podcasters Hangout is where I was at this morning in Facebook. And Sean, mm-hmm, I'm just going to say Ray, it's W-R-A-Y, because there wouldn't be a silent R. I'm like, wait a minute, how's that work? It's silent R. Yeah. Uh, what is the cheapest mic for, what is the cheapest mic for a setup of two people in the same room to not have latency? And the thing here is cheap. And I thought. Because originally I'm thinking an H1, a Zoom H1, or an H2, and then I've I've actually I did a um, interview once with Fred Castaneda, 
on an H2 and we were on a fairly small table, put that in the middle and we had it set up where it picks up both sides. And I was surprised how well that, that turned out without a huge amount of noise. Now we knew that. So we were kind of leaning into the microphone, but, uh, some of these, uh, road now makes lavalier mics too, that you can plug into an iPhone. That might be the cheapest way to do it. You could do a two 2100s in Spreaker Studio. They recognize, yeah. Spreaker Studio recognizes those mics, even though they're the same as two different inputs. That's a problem with the PC. So if you already had a PC, I think you could do it that way. Uh, yeah. That might work. So, and then, um, the, and that's always the fun part of like, is this people coming to you? Is it, it sounds like it, if it's two people, you know, cause if it's, if it's then remote, then you get into the ringer, you know, yeah, squad yeah. cast, but if it's two people in front of you, uh, and of course, then there's always the ultimate cheapest is ATR 2100 into your phone with a Bob Barker routine and mm-hmm. just pointed at who's ever talking. There's 70 bucks. You're done. The The thing is when you're recording multiple people, especially if they're in the same room, uh, don't sit next to each other, sit across from each other. And I think the other thing you have to realize is, especially if you're listening through podcaster ears and you're just listening to the one track of the guest and you go, I can still hear me. It's because you were in the room. I don't know. There's a way that unless you have noise gates and all sorts of other things, you're always going to have a little, uh, I think the fun it's, word for that is bleed. Yeah. And it's not worth it to filter it out. Just, just go with it. It's fine. Leave it on one track and go, you know, if you can, if you, if you're that worried about it, put them in a different room. Like it, you, you just, you have to eliminate, we have to do this at work all the time. And, and I'll get folks who are going to come in for one of the Gallup podcasts and like, so do I get to be in the studio with you? And I'm like, Oh no, 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 <laughs> we don't do that. Um, you're going to be in a separate room and they see that they feel it's really odd, but it is for, for me, it eliminates separate rooms, eliminates all kinds of problems. And so it's just easier. And then I can look at them through the monitor. Uh, you know, I've been in rooms where we got the monitor and then you're, you're looking off camera, you know, yeah. all the time when you're looking at them. It's just, it's a lot easier to have them in separate rooms. So I, I insist on it. I, I just don't, I don't want to be in the same room. It, the only time I do that is when we're at, um, you know, like uh, at a conference and I'm interviewing people at a table mm-hmm. and you just, and then it works. Then you, it's a single track. You're not going for anything. It's loud, noisy. Right. You know. I think sometimes uh, I, this seems to be a running theme that I'm starting to hear in my head is sometimes I think we overthink this stuff. It's like, oh, we need this and that. And I'm like, yeah. Well, there's so much information on the web about this now. And there's so much confusing information. And then there's so many success gurus. You know, you got to have it this way. And it's got to be that way. And it's got to be done like this. And it's got to be done like that. And they contradict each other. And so it's it it's confusing. You know, I think some people get confused and they're generally like, look, I just want to record something, you know, and somebody told me that it has to be this way and I don't know how to do that. So um, I don't blame them. Uh, There's a lot of advice out there. Well, there's another great advantage. Stephen points out in the chat room, the biggest advantage of not being in the same room, of course, is no pants. Right. (laughs) Totally. That's I mean, you forget about that. Are you kidding me? Uh, Why, Why would I wear pants to ask the podcast coach? The one and only uh, black man with a gun, Reverend Ken Blanchard, says, podcast movement question, what should a newbie take to the event? Uh, comfortable shoes <laughs> yeah. would be one. Um, breath mints. If you have a roommate, you want earplugs. Yeah. Um, chapstick. I don't know. I guess because we're talking. Because normally my lips are not chapped. But when I go to an event, uh, 
You know, it's all that hot it, air coming out. <laughs> change of environment, you know, change of environment. I think a comfortable backpack so that you can, because you're going to be, what well, you're going to want to carry stuff around water or stuff that you pick up at sessions, whatever. Yeah. So having a comfortable backpack is important. Of course, you have to have a t-shirt to pimp your podcast. Right. So like, make sure you're making those t-shirts now. Yeah. Business cards. So if somebody says, do you have a card? You have one. Do not be, I try not to be the business card ninja. Where it's like, you know, you see somebody, you're like, you know, and they just like, I didn't, I didn't ask you for a card. Right yeah. in the neck. Uh, and just um, for me, I always tell people now, if you, I always go through and, and figure out what sessions I want to go to when I'm at an actual event that I can actually go to sessions, um, which is cool because this year they're closing the booths down a day early, which means Thursday I can go to sessions, which will be fun unless Lipson tells me to do something else. But I always figure out where I want to go. And then if I'm having a conversation in a hallway with somebody and it's going good and I'm making a connection and I look down and go, Oh, I was going to go see so-and-so I always stay with the live connection and I'll listen to it on the re the recording on occasion. They will have things that don't get recorded. I'm not sure. I understand how that is as from my days of the new media expo, but it, it never fails that somewhere recording is going to get eaten. And that's usually the one that you really, really wanted to hear. Like I wanted to hear Paul Culligan's from two years ago. I think it was at podcast movement. Didn't happen for whatever reason. Uh, so the, the one that you wanted to hear from Paul, could you have heard that somewhere else? No, that was, really? uh, it was him talking about, he had a ton of Alexa stats hmm. and how Alexa was, uh, you know, going up the ranks and this and that. And I've heard him talk about it, different things. And, it was funny because I asked it, I actually asked him because I was doing a presentation on Alexa and that's why I wanted to hear it. And I said, any chance I could borrow your slides? And he was kind of like joking about it. And then I got the feeling it was kind of like, uh, get your own slides, which I don't blame him. Um, and uh, I just said, that's all right. I'll just go listen to your thing. And he goes, no, you won't. I'm like, why? He goes, that didn't get recorded. I was like, oh, dog on it. So, uh, but you like, could have had him on your podcast though to talk about Yeah, that, I could have. Right? Yeah. Uh, and and actually Edison did a cool uh, somebody did, I think it was Edison, but somebody did a whole like deep dive into smart speakers. So I found my own stats at the time, but um, I try to take the lazy man out, lazy way out and uh, get his. So that in, in your space, you know, if you missed it, I, I find the most of those speakers have said what they're going to say, someplace or they're going to say it somewhere else. Podcast and movement so, is, is there's a thing when you fill out to be a speaker, you know, have you presented this anyplace else? And that's right. kind of a strike against you if you say that. They, they want new stuff, but, but I mean like you and you and Ray and Daniel did a, did a mm -hmm. round table type thing, right. Yeah. Where, where you're on yeah. there. And I don't, I'm not sure you said anything new in there. Uh, now I'm, I listened to all, all three of you. And right. so I've heard a lot of the stuff that you're going to say, but it, it definitely, if I was there and I was having a great conversation with someone and it was that conversation that I could only have there versus a session where I probably have heard that information before. Yeah. How many of those sessions do we go into looking for confirmation? We already know the answer. We just want to hear someone else say it, right? You know, and, and confirm our own biases. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think if you're at the conference and you you you're you've made a strategic relationship with somebody and you're having a great conversation, you always prioritize those conversations over sessions. Yeah, and just drink lots of water to stay hydrated and don't plan on getting a lot of sleep depending on your scenario. I always pretend I'm 22 when I go to those things and I'm staying up till two and three in the morning and getting up. And that's pretty much it for me. That's, that's the things that I always wish. 
And that's the hard thing, like Jim said, with the backpack. I think, because I used to carry around a laptop and I don't do that. I carry, uh, I take a laptop with me because I have to do a presentation. Uh, but most of the time now it's iPad and phone. And sometimes I even leave, I just do, I just have my phone and I'm taking notes in Evernote on my phone just so I don't have to carry around something and, and that whole nine yards. So, um, Michael says, uh, hi guys, I have an episode of the podcast that I have a minute and 67 update to it. When I put it on the website, should the update have its own page or the page for the episode? Uh, what I would do, who's your media host? Uh, you, most media hosts will let you just upload the same file. Now here's the tricky thing where we all start to murmur about Google play music and Spotify. Cause there's two ways of doing this. If you upload the exact same file name, iTunes, and for lack of a better phrase, all the other ones, uh, update your, your file pretty much instantly because in your feed, it says, play that file. Well, one minute it was the old version. Now it's the new version, same name, no need to update it. However, Spotify and Google play music. Now for the record, I've almost, I almost don't want to talk about Google play music cause it just isn't, I went over and looked at my stats last night. I've never, I've one time got more than 10 downloads in a day. And I know it's, it's dead app walking anyway. Um, so then you have Spotify, which has its own little issues right now as it's updating. But if you upload the same name file, then Spotify is not going to get a new copy of it. So you go, oh, well, I want Spotify. So now when you put a, uh, you rename it, uh, same, same post, replace the file, except now it's, you know, my MP3 file B.mp3. Well, now Spotify will pull it. However, for a small period of time, iTunes and all the other ones will, will when you go to play it, it'll just spin because it's looking for the old file until the, until your feed updates to see that new one. So there's going to be, it's, there's no perfect way to replace a file now. So if you want everybody to get it, you upload a new file and realize you might get an email from somebody saying, Hey, I just tried to download your file and I can't. And then you have to tell them, refresh your feed, refresh the website, whatever they're on. And it should get it. So that's the, the tricky part. The best thing now is, and I do this religiously now is I listen to the file before I upload it because it's such a pain to replace it now. But that's, um, that's the joys of the Spotify's and the Google plays these places that God love them for whatever reason will not do a pass through and just play the file from your media host. And I have seen, I, I heard Rob mention that another way of doing this is if you're using Libsyn, you can go in and say, okay, from the original version, uncheck Spotify. That'll pull that version of the file out of Spotify and then make a new episode only for Spotify. And I'm like, well, you could do that. You're using up your, your storage space that way, but you could do that. Go in and say, okay, don't send it to anybody else. Just send this new version to Spotify. And since you removed it from the old one and um, you've added it to this new episode, so the same thing. You could say, send it to Spotify and Google Play Music in this version remove it from that version and uh, go that route. But it's, it's a, it's a hassle now to replace a file on because of those two. Mm -hmm. um, no, Google is not doing Google play music, especially isn't. And we're not sure what the new app thing is doing. I guess the new app thing, I'm still kind of like, it's cool. It's fun, but it's also kind of like, now that I went back and looked, it's that's kind of old news. That's been around for a while. The thing that's weird 
and I'm hoping somebody can get to somebody at Google to get an answer is in the, so now we're talking about the Google search app. And when you do that, it shows little play buttons for your podcast. But in the specs for that, it says we only want one RSS feed listed in the header of your website. Well, by default, WordPress has two, one for the feed and one for the comments. That's already in your feed. So now the question is, and there's a, there's an, uh, there's a plugin that if you want, you can do it. You could say, please disable the built-in feeds, and then you could add this other one to your, your code. The question is, do we have to do that? And there's no Rob Greenlee from Google that we can just email and say, I know there's that Zach guy, but I'm like, nobody, we need that answered. Like how strictly is that we only want one RSS feed in your header? And I don't know who to ask that to. I would love to get that answered because we've all like Google needs a podcast, don't they? They do. They need a they need a podcast about their podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> let let people know what's going on. It's super helpful. I, I think every company should be required to have podcasts about their product. Just so helpful to like know what's going on and hear what's going on from them and what are the latest updates, those kinds of things. Yeah. And then uh what happens if you have a network, you know, and now you've got one website with multiple podcasts on it. How does that work? So and there's just nobody to kind of go, Hey, um, Google, like what's, what's the deal with that? How's that going to work? How's that going to, you know, I'm surprised. I thought about that this morning. Cause uh, audio boom, if you haven't heard, apparently is in a world of hurt. And I just thought about it. I'm like, there's another pod, there's another podcast hosting company that has a lot of money apparently, or did, but in this, uh, inside radio article, it says in announcing the withdrawal, cause they were going to buy Triton digital for like, I don't know, a gazillion dollars. And uh, said Audio Boom said it only has enough working capital to continue operations for four weeks. Yikes! It, depending on how much money comes in in, in the four weeks that you you're operating, shares in Audio Boom remain suspended on the London Stock Exchange, uh, pending further fundraising. Which to me, I'm like, they got to go raise funds. Well, I guess so. If you only got four weeks worth of money, something doesn't smell right there. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. When they said they were gonna buy Triton for this, like it was something like a billion dollars or something like that. I'm like, wait, where'd they get that kind of money? Well, an investor pulled out is what happened probably in this case is they had a high profile investor or a big deep pockets investor. And at the very last minute that investor pulled out and nobody, nobody, you know, lots of times that happens and nobody knows who the investor is. They don't want to be known. They want to live behind the scenes. And in this case, cause it smells too much like, Hey, we're doing great. We're going to make this big purchase. We have all the money in the world. Oh, except today we don't. Yeah. And so I, I would, I'd, <laughs> I'd bet a good amount of money that they had a big, big investor pull out or, or decommit. And now they're like, oh crap, everything, you know, we had bet the farm on this thing and now the funding's not there. We actually only have enough money for four weeks. <laughs> that's a little scary. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, that's, that's not great planning. I, they're bored. It should be held responsible for this. Well, that, and it's, I mean, they've been, I've seen them be like a platinum sponsor at Podcast Movement. And I think they actually had a booth last year at Podcast Movement, but I didn't get, it's, it's one of the few companies I've never met. And I think I could have last year. And then the, the problem is now I'm, I'm, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but I'm tied to a booth now when I go to Podcast Movement. Right. And yeah. so I can't float around as much as I, I could. 
But, well, um, an audio boom had gone to a complete paid structure. You know, they had a free plan. They were audio yeah. boo, remember? And yeah. they tried to be that. Those short bit, uh, audio snippets and way back in the day, they became audio boom. Got some, a few, a few podcasters that had some names. They did some things. They changed their website. They went pay only, which is what you like, Dave. So, you know, they were doing all the right things. Right. I, I am a little surprised it's coming. The end is coming this fast for them. I mean, they were, they had done what I thought everything they needed to do yeah. be, to be sustainable. They had reached out to me, you know, three, four years ago and offered me a pretty sweet deal on there to host my podcast there. And, uh, and I had a, I had a person I would talk to and we did, they did some custom work for me and it was pretty cool. And so I've, you know, and then in the newest price change, they kicked everybody off the free plans and me included, even though I had one of their, you know, their podcast or their podcast pro plans is kind of what I had. And they no no phone calls or whatever, and I didn't I didn't expect it, but but um, I thought okay, well they're getting big time, but apparently it doesn't take long to run out of money when you spend it. We we talked about this. Did we talk about this when? Yeah, when you're doing big promotional events, right? And you're doing forty dollars a seat, and you have you know two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a night, but it doesn't take long when you think about promotions and when you think about the venue and some of those kinds of things. You know, you ask Rob or or uh, Todd or uh, you know the other Rob at Spreaker. It's expensive to run these things. <laughs> you know, we think we we think a twenty dollars a plan. You know, man, that's a lot of money. Are you kidding me? Do you do you really know how expensive it is? They're hope they're they're hoping that that we that they'll get people who pay twenty bucks and use three of it, so they cover the right. you know the person who spends twenty bucks and and it costs them fifty. So. Uh, cash flow, cash flow is king, is what Mike says out in the chat room. Yeah, I was looking yeah. to see if they had a. Oh, wait a minute. Become a sponsor. Okay, so there's no pricing. I wanted to see what Audio Boom because they're their platinum sponsor for podcast movement. Right. And it's interesting because there are some some names there I've never heard of. Uh, Wildfire, Wildfire Radio, Castbox. Uh, I've heard of them. Fiverr's going to be there. Art Nineteen, Self Publishing School. They were at uh, Social Meeting Marketing World. Stream Guys. Talk Shoe. Oh, my God. Is there, they're still around? That's amazing. These are the sponsors? Yeah, those are, those are um, bronze sponsors. Oh, wait a minute. I take that back. CastBox is sponsoring a Wednesday night party. Acuity Scheduling. So they're sponsoring different things. The Network Lounge is sponsored by Acuity Scheduling. Mobile app sponsors, Podfly, TalkShoe is part of the podcast pavilion. I'm really surprised they're still around. iHeartRadio is doing the Hall of Fame red carpet party. Have they announced the Hall of Fame yet? Not that I've heard. Yeah, but that would be, I just know a platinum sponsor does not, that's not like a buy one, get one free situation. So be interesting to uh, to see but speaking of uh, that that leads in nicely to uh, audio things that uh, services and things like that but there's this place called audio burst and I'm just kind of like I don't it's one of those where I'm like a I don't see a business plan but it's personalized audio on demand re-imaging the way people discover and experience audio content uh, creates listening a listening identity based on the user's unique listening patterns, interests, and preferences. You mean like, I don't know, Pandora or Spotify? Right. 
keep them listening while they exercise. And it has the, it shows the fact that, you know, listening is Karen. She's 42. She's in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, she's connected via a car. The average listening time is 32 minutes. Topics of interest might be local news, lifestyle, and finance. So I get the idea of maybe uh, she could listen to podcasts or Bloomberg radio, but this is one of those, again, where I'm like, okay, if we're worried about privacy, uh, this is all based on you. You know, I don't know the whole thing. I just like, and the whole, and then they're, um, some of their partners are Bose and Braggy and radio online and smart news. And I'm like, I've never heard of any of those, uh, and info reader. And if you go to the broadcast page, you know, partner with us, index your content to search engines and apps, uh, dominate the conversation has the largest and growing audio library centered around meta tagging, which makes your content searchable by keyword. And with our automated transcription, people can find bursts from your shows in real time. Monetize because bursts are easily searched, shared and credited, collected and linked to their original long form source. Your content has the ability to reach new heights Discover new ways to distribute and monetize your content through promotions, sponsored playlists, and personalized offers. So it just seems, I'm like, well, okay, here we go. Their VP of business development is named Yanni. So I'm in right now. Any, <laughs> any, any company that has a guy that's name is Yanni, I'm in. <laughs> but there's, I guess for me, when I go to this and I go, well, okay, how do I, like, if I want to play with this now, I don't know that there's an app. They say there's a, a, okay, experience audio burst. What the world is talking about now. Uh, Flaw in its website allowed okay. outsiders to pinpoint the location. Okay, so. Got a little news there. <laughs> yeah. So it's an app based. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to play with it. I just, to me, it's one of those things that's trying to solve the search or the uh, the findability or whatever thing, but. Steven says, but the question is, does Pandora or Spotify have an opening page with youthful looking girl with purple <laughs> headphones, color coordinated to match their scarf, looking half interested in what she is seeing uh-huh. out of the car service? I mean, that's true. They, they don't. So, and Spotify isn't making money yet. That's a, I heard a report on, I think it was Pod News, and uh, they made like X amount of billion dollars last year, but they're still not profitable. And I'm like, that's sad because musicians aren't making any money on that thing. I'm like, somebody's not uh, crossing the T or dotting an I over there. I'm not sure, but uh, it should be interesting. Uh, Steven was talking about that. The, the girl, the picture of that girl looking out the window, disinterested. That's, that's a, that's my daughter, by the way, she looks exactly like <laughs> that when she's in the car, <laughs> she doesn't, she sits in the back, she puts her headphones on. She doesn't want to talk to us. And she just stares out the window. Like this is the most boring, boring place ever. Uh, it is 11 o'clock. So it's time to thank the patrons, people, awesome people like uh, Josh Liston over at shanaraworld.com and tpsguide.org. And our $20 donators are, Greg from DeppShepherd.com, uh, Jonathan from WeeklyAwesome.com, Glenn the Geek Hebert from HorseRadioNetwork.com, uh, Josh Rivers from PodcastingExperiments.com, Max Truscott over at AviationNewsTalk.com, and Shane from Spybrary.com. Thank you for being an awesome supporter of the AskThePodcastCoach.com. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. 
And uh, here's an interesting, uh, I thought this was an interesting conversation from a guy named Jeremy Stays, S-T-A-E-S. He says, as a space, which I'm so happy he didn't say the potosphere. When I hear people say that, I just, I cringe a little. I'm like, that's, that's just too nerdy for me. He says, seems there's clearly an app gap. What is the podcast app gap that no one has heard of that people should know or should know about, or has it not been built yet? So he's kind of saying we needed a different app. I feel like there's a lot of work and opportunity around this part of the distribution chain to make it as easy as Netflix or Hulu. Here's my story that prompts this. So I was at a large day-long family event yesterday and found out cousins and uncles were listening to my shows, but found out that all of them went to the website to listen or links in my regular email. They all said podcasting apps are too hard to figure out, especially for those on Android. Not sure. Oh, with an honesty. Only family that loves you can give you. Okay, I get that. Those are helpful. Yeah, those that do listen to podcasts do so through dedicated apps like Mark Marin. I run a local online news outlet, and I've heard the same thing out of out at charity events and conferences. These aren't technolog- technologically stupid people. Uh, one is a former aircraft controller and jet pilot in his early forties, and even he can't figure out podcast apps on his Android. I've laid plans to do a dedicated app because it's clear I need to I need to do that for now. And for us, it's early and we're still building our shows. I've talked to some others and I found two camps that apps don't matter and others that more than half their downloads are through dedicated apps, especially those who serve folks I affectionately call normies. Thoughts, experiences, is this not an app issue, but an issue marketing the podcast space overall? Am I crazy? Thanks in advance. Again, this is from, uh, and I tried to see what Jeremy's podcast was. And because it was on Facebook and I'm not his friend, I couldn't see, I guess I could have Googled Jeremy Stay's podcast. In fact, let's just do that live, shall we? I'm going to, well, this would be a fun little thing. I'm going to, I'm going to Google Jeremy. I do not see a pod here. Jeremy Stay's. I see him on Twitter. Nope. I see Jeremiah Stay's and it is, well, that's his name. Well, hold on. Let me make sure I got the right thing. Yeah. Jeremiah Stay's. Okay. So let's assume he's on Twitter and open up his Twitter. Now, can you see somebody trying to do this? I'm trying to find his podcast mm-hmm. and on his podcast, he has no, on his Twitter account, he has no link to his website. So I know his, his cousins are listening on his website, daily Detroit. He did say he had a, uh, a news outlet, but on here there's, and that's, this is my point. He's got, a podcast, sign up for the newsletter topics. There's nothing here on his website. Let me scroll down here. Let's, uh, but this is his website, dailydetroit.com. And when I look at it, for those of you who are listening on audio, he's got a bunch of, uh, it's a, what you would call a magazine style website, lots of pictures with lots of articles. Cause it's about Detroit, but nowhere on here is a subscribe button zero. And so if I click on the podcast button at the top of the screen, I see, listen to the stories of our Motor City through podcasts. Uh, and he's got different, ah, now here's, here's links. Okay. But on the front page, there weren't anything. And I see follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple podcasts, uh, listen to Stitcher. So at least he has subscribe buttons. So that's good. Um, I was just worried that there weren't going to be any subscribe buttons. Cause I see that is, a lot. Is this podcast called daily Detroit? Let's see. Daily Detroit news bite is your daily podcast that connects you to Metro Detroit. Served up by the Daily Detroit team. We keep you in touch with what to know and where to go in a 12 to 15 minute show that fits your business, your busy lifestyle. Yeah. 
So I, I, I do agree with this premise. I think you should have your own dedicated app. I mean, so for Home Gadget Geeks, I have homegadgetgeeks.com that takes you to a page that goes to our dedicated app. And then the site is, you know, the average guy.tv and it has a bunch of different podcasts on and that was, that was the platform. I do think for each one of those shows, you should have a dedicated app as well as to distributing to Spotify and iHeartRadio and all those other places, right? That, that you distribute to because you're going to like for, for those in those cases, you're going to run into people who don't, they want one button push. They, they don't want to go to over overcast or, or, you know, any of those other podcast players and have to deal with the complexity of the player. I don't find them complex, but they are fairly complex, right? They're written for people who want to watch a lot or listen to a lot of podcasts. So the answer is you have to do both. You have to have yeah. both be distributed everywhere. And I think I think it's super smart to have your own podcast app. I've had mine sponsored by LastPass for the last three years. And, um, and I think I, I'll probably ask him again. I think this will probably be the last year they'll do it. I'll probably ask one more time. You know, it cost me 200 bucks on on Spreaker to have those uh, uh, available out there. So not terribly expensive. They cover it and plus some plus a little bit more for advertising. Right. So that's the way I do it. But so, yeah, I think you got to have an I think everybody should have their own app that's easy to get to and easy to use. Yeah. Emily says I've started showing people how to ask Siri or Google or the Amazon Echo to play the podcast for family members who just they just don't get it. And that's the thing that dawned on me. I. I always remember this anytime somebody goes, will you teach me how to play the guitar and I'll set up guitar lessons. And because I've been doing it so long, I just forget what it's like to not know E-A-D-G-B-E because those are the six strings and this is an F and that's a G. And so when you're teaching and how to hold a pick, that's the one that always gets me. They're like, okay, well, how do I, I'm like, well, you just, it's just, it's this, you know? And they're like, okay, but do I, I want to hold it like this or with my pinky or like, no, no, it's these two fingers, you know, all these things that you know, because you've been podcasting and, you've got it. You forget that the, you know, I think this person called them normies. They don't. And so that's where the other thing I want to do, uh, I'm with Emily. I have a video on my one website for, I, first of all, I have a subscribe button. I have a subscribe page with everything is on one page. And then I have a video at the top, which I now need to update because Apple podcasts is, is changed a little bit. But now that I have a Android device, I need to, you can make screenshots by holding the same thing. It is on a, on an iPad, you hold down the power button and the, the home button and you can take a screenshot and then it's, you know, just a matter of getting the screenshots off your, uh, your device. I, I want to make step-by-step step, Jordan Harbinger has a, on his page, he has screenshots, click here, click here, type this, do this. He walks people exactly how to subscribe. And I think that's something we all need to do, uh, to, to get people to, to do that. Steven, Ooh, Steven wants to open a can of worms. You want to open up a can of worms, Jim? The, yes, the, let's do, let's uh, do that. Okay. says so the, uh, the largely, the largely accepted definition of a podcast comes from comes down to distribution through an RSS feed. If someone makes a podcast app that integrates through their company service website directly to push the content down to the app rather than the app hitting the RSS feed by former logic, is it still technically a podcast? Uh, I would say no, technically. I would say who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like why, why does it matter? Yeah. We also had a question from Darwin Dave. Is there a huge difference between recording between 44.1 and 48,000 Hertz? I'm using an H6. If you ask Chris Curran, he'll say, oh, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Uh, and there is, it's more, you're, you're capturing more data. The thing that I hate is when I bring in a audio 
from 48 Hertz. And then I bring in music that's recorded at 44.1. Somebody's got to get converted because you can't have two sample rates in audition. I believe that's the one where it always goes, hey, wait a minute, we need to update this first, which is not a huge deal. You go, okay. And then you watch a little progress bar and it's good to go. But after every time I brought in something, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to record it 44.1. As always, record both and then vote with your ears. So, Did you purposely move away from the can of worms question? We gave it like five seconds and then you moved on to the, to the Hertz. Does it with podcasts, you know, Stephen talking about if you so. So if you're running, say, and, and let's just let's I think let's make the example even easier. Like, so there's people who are creating YouTube videos. Right. That they're calling podcast. That's their podcast. That's what they're yeah. calling it. They're calling it their podcasts. And the podcast purists are just freaking out because it's like, that's not a podcast. Right. And you can't call it that and get off my lawn. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm a big fan of content creator. I think yeah. we're all content creators. I deliver mine via podcast. That person delivers their via radio. They deliver their content via blogger. Um, no, I just heard you say, who cares? And I went, oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. I decided I didn't know if that I was like, wow, we shut that one down. <laughs> Moving on. Well, it's it sorry is, about that. It is. a was, can't, And there are those people that are going to go, it's still a podcast. And I'm like, okay, call it what you want. It's I, and I just go, can we just call it content and be happy with that? Well, I think there's some advantages to calling it a podcast though, because the, the po- podcast is taking on a name like Kleenex or like aspirin or like, right. As much as we hated it, it's the wrong title. No, like why is it pod? Because it was right. It came off the, uh, off of a, you know, the Apple device that, mm. that started with that. Right. And, and for the longest time, that name recognition wasn't there. But I think we're finally getting to a point where the, the term podcast is being known by more and more and it's making more and more sense. And I think it represents this alternative method of delivering content in a way that's easy and convenient for a listener to pick up on their new on their new media devices, whatever that is. Right. Whether it's a phone or watch it online or watch it on Hulu or watch it on their, you know, on their devices, on their television or whatever. And I think that name podcast is starting to catch for that. And I, and I don't think we should minimize it. I think we should expand it to be whatever it needs to be for people consuming that content. And, um, and, and so I just don't, I don't agree that, I don't know if we should narrow the definition of it just for purity's sake or just because, oh, it needed to be, it has to have an RSS yeah. feed. Yeah, Does it? Because you think about yeah. it in that case, they're, they're consuming audio content via an app. Okay, how, so the only difference is the fact there's no RSS feed. I'm like, I'm with you in that case. I'm like, look, if you want to call it a podcast, you go right ahead. I, I know it's not a podcast, but I, I don't, I don't. Dave, think, why does that matter? I don't. Like, but that's the whole what thing. The, what the, benefit do you get for for it not being a podcast? But when, the the people that listen could care less. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm like. Yeah. You know what? You you go right ahead and call it a podcast. <laughs> I know uh, it's we, not a podcast. But. When when we first started doing uh, wow. Gat, no, no, when we first started doing uh, called the coach at Gallup, mm. um, my the, my VP said you can't call it a podcast. I'm like, he's like, nobody knows what that means, and it, it was probably true. It's six years ago, and six years ago, it's probably true. Nobody didn't. So we went through some names and we landed on webcast. You know, it's kind of like Leo landing right. on netcast. netcast, right? So we landed on webcasting, and I taught my audience what a webcast is. And I, I actually do think it's a better, a better word than podcasting, but right. okay. So uh, we landed on webcast. Well, over the last couple of years, I've had people say, well, how come you say webcast and not podcast? Everything is just a podcast. 
So we've actually been over the last two years reteaching them through, you know, I have a little bit in my script that says, you know, you can subscribe or, or, or yeah, you can uh, download or subscribe to this content, uh, you know, on your phone. We call that podcasting. And I've been changing that. I've been trying to teach them, you know, hey, it's, this is just a podcast and you can get it however you want in any method you want. So we're making that switch. The The weird thing is our channel is called Gallup Webcasts. And I don't know, like Leo's locked into the netcast idea. Right. I'm a little locked into webcasts because everything is titled that way. We have tons of stuff that's got it embedded in it. So I don't know. It's it's going to be, a, it'll be a challenge to get that out. I just don't see, I don't, I don't get the um, kind of the, the purest side of this. I think you land Dave a little bit more on that side of like, well, I know it's not, it's technically not a podcast. And you're like, well, Well, I just think we should all, the the problem is we're, we're labeling podcast as content creators. And that's the problem. We should have been, we shouldn't have been calling ourselves podcasters. We should have been calling ourselves content creators. Yeah. yeah, I think I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem. Uh, Ryan says, how do we feel about internet radio? I use it all the time. If I'm talking to people over 50, they're like, yeah. what's a podcast? It goes kind of like radio, but it's over the internet. Because if I say, you know, delivered via an RSS feed and, you know, enclosures of the MP3, like, they're like, what? totally. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. All those, all those words work right in the, in the space. Yeah. Um, I, I think you tailor it to your audience. What, what's going to, what's going to do it for them? You know, what's going to work? Well, when I was on uh, golden opportunities, uh, the TV show here in, in uh, Cleveland, that's geared for, you know, people that are retired and they wanted me to explain podcasting. And I was like, how about this? And they're like, Nope. I'm like, what about, what about, how about internet radio? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, good. So they're just kept going down and down to try to find something that would, uh, would work. And they're like, yeah, that's still no nope, too geeky, too geeky. So, no, but those names take on, I mean, think about the term DJ, like that has not, that doesn't have, that doesn't say anything about radio in it. That doesn't say anything about what, what it is and what is a disc jockey, right? Like, what is that? Right. But that term, if you, at least anybody in America, if you said I'm a DJ, uh, well then that even actually, that term has morphed over the last oh, sure. the 20 years too, as well. But cause now it's a guy that's going wicka, wicka, wicka with the records and you know, yeah, where it used to be, you were a radio guy yeah. if you were a DJ. Right. And so those terms change. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think we're in a changing, we're going to be in a, we're going to continue to be in a changing landscape around that. I really do think it's to our advantage to use that term podcasting. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's a disadvantage, but I think you're right. You need to change it kind of based on your audience. Yeah. But it won't be very long Dave, though, before between those 50 to 70 year olds are gone. Yeah. And you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it too will take on a new, uh, and some new words or some new flavors when, uh, when we get there. I'm, uh, I'm trying behind the scenes here to, uh, they actually answered this question on a TV show recently. What is a podcast? You ready? Oh, God. Does anyone know what a podcast is? It's radio on the internet. My mom listens to them, and they're totally boring. There we go. It's radio on the internet. My mom listens. And now from the- All those, all those nerds are out there talking about <laughs> what the definition of a podcast is. <laughs> so that from the now canceled Alex Inc. Ah. Uh, Rest in peace. I don't know how many more episodes we're going to get to see those. I um, think if I went to work and I asked any of the employees that I work with, both technical and non-technical, what's a podcast? I think they would all know that it's, it's content. 
right? They would, they'd say it in different ways, yeah. but no one would go, I've never heard that term before. So I think we are probably getting close in most circles to 100% penetration of the word. At least they know what the word is. Now, if you ask them, have you ever listened or do you know how to listen? I think those numbers drop pretty, pretty drastically. But, you know, there is no doubt. Now, I, that could be skewed a little bit because all the people around me know of the Gallup podcast. Right. And so, you know, it could be that because of the because of my work situation, they're, they're a little more educated than most. But Dave, don't you think I mean, I, I think there's very few people if you said, have you ever not heard the word podcast? I, I, I think everybody at least has an idea. It's some kind of content available to you on that, yeah. you know, you know. Well, my neighbor next door is 64-ish, something like that. He's in his 60s, and he doesn't even have a smartphone. Uh, his mom is, I think, 92, and he always just kind of joking. He says, how is everything in podcast land? You know, he's like, I kind of explained to him, again, internet, radio, right. broadcast, right. blah, blah, you know. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, and, and he just kind of like, yeah, you young kids and your internet stuff. You know, he's, he's, a, he's pretty funny actually, but I should ask my niece, my niece is in her twenties, probably pushing 30. I should ask her, have you ever listened to a podcast? Do you even know what they are? Cause she's fairly, I mean, she lives on her phone. So that would be interesting. Well, um, have you ever listened to one is a completely different conversation than do you know what, what it are? is? Yeah. Right. And I think, and I think folks have some, you know, have some idea. It, what's interesting is when in, in serial had uh, this effect on people is that there was a whole group of people who didn't care until serial hit. Then all of a sudden it was something really interesting and they knew tons of stuff about it. It was like cryptocurrency. Like nobody knew anything about it until Bitcoin got actually expensive. Then all of a sudden everybody knew something about it uh, because it, it was interesting. It had something to, latch on to it. There was a motivation to understand it or to know it. And so we're just going to kind of continue to need, by the way, we haven't had a serial hit in a while. I mean, it's, I, I, there isn't a, right now there isn't a flagship podcast out there. You know, Marin was doing it for a while, but he has died down. The NPR groups were doing it for a while and they've kind of died down. Isn't a flagship podcast out there. The only one that I have had a bunch of people tell me about and it, it was, again, it's in our little podcasting bubble was a very, hmm, a very fatal murder. And that was put on by the onion and it was a spoof serial and all the true crime stuff. That's hilarious. If you haven't listened, it's like six episodes. It's, it's, I almost want to listen to it again, just for the commercials. They were awesome. Emily has a great point that she's, she's listening to podcasts in the car with a kid. And so that's going to be interesting is the, the generation that's growing up, not listening to the radio. And uh, just listening to podcasts or listening to whatever they want. My favorite quote is uh, Paul Culgan was said he was in his car with a, his daughter who was probably nine, I think at the time or something like that. And she grew up with an iPod and they forgot their phone and they forgot their iPod. And he goes, well, that's all right. We'll listen to radio. And she actually said, what's radio? And he goes, oh, it's, it's in the car. We, you know, you turn it on and these other people play the music for you. And she said, why would we do that? Like, why, why would I want somebody else to play music for me? Why would I let them pick the music? And he said it was just so bizarre to have her go, like, what's radio? Like, she had no clue. I did not. Emily says, have you seen the map of the most popular podcast by state? It surprised me that Connecticut was uh, Mark Marin. Um, Yeah, but isn't Connecticut more 
Oh, here we go. I don't use the L word. Don't say it. Yeah. Aren't they more democratic? Shall we say? Um, yeah. Lore seemed to, to go big. Um, yeah. I saw where they canceled Alex Inc. Alex Inc. wasn't, here's the thing. It wasn't geeky enough. They, they weren't really, sh- I thought they were going to bring the story of startup to life. And that's more of a documentary. This is a family comedy. So you had a lot of episodes about homework that, you know, and then the fact that Zach Braff, whatever is using a microphone, you know, he might as well have been talking into it like this. It was just, he was not even close. He was talking into the back end of it or whatever that true podcasters like you, we wouldn't use it that way. So it wasn't neat, nerdy enough for the podcasters. And it, it was, to me, it was like this close to a Disney show. Yeah. Well, where, that was the beauty of Marin, right? That yeah. it was, it was actually him and it showed him actually podcasting correctly. And it, you know, and then there were stories around yeah. it. And, and I think it was much truer. I think that show was much truer to podcasting than Alex was. And it doesn't surprise me. They kind of washed it like everything else they do in Disney. They kind of watered it down and washed it down to kind of make it clean and, and family friendly. And, and that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. But that, that just, it's, you know, I don't know. It's just I mean, in the, nothing in, interesting about that. In the same way that Roseanne is based around a family where Roseanne doesn't have a job. And Dan kind of does whatever he can to scrape by. Uh, if we looked at whatever Kevin can wait or whatever Kevin James is, he's usually a UPS driver guy or something or whatever he is. That's as much as podcasting was in. It's what he did for his job. And the other thing they did pretty regularly was they really poo pooed podcasting. I'm kind of, that was the part I'm kind of like, I'm not really sad to see that. Cause they're like, well, you know, dad left his uh, real job to do this crazy thing, which it is crazy to leave your day job for a podcast, but they really just, they just pooped all over it. Hey, like, it's, it's no more crazy than a bunch of college students who created a website to connect people together, a hot or not yeah, uh, on the internet. Right. Which is now Facebook. So, you know, that's a little, you know, you're a little presumptuous when you start saying, well, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I get it, but it's gonna, I mean, we have a bunch of people who have created businesses around Pat Flynn or Michael Hyatt or some of these guys that are John D. John Lee Dumas that are being very, very successful. Is their whole business plan a podcast? No, but a podcast is a big part of what they're doing to make it happen. That's my, that's my job at Gallup. And, you know, so yeah. you're like, could, could you, I didn't have to quit my job to go do it. That's the cool thing about it. Um, but I don't think it's that crazy anymore to think like, to be a podcaster and have it be your full-time job. I don't think that's crazy anymore. I, we have plenty of examples where it's working. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how many people start a podcast and then go out to find funding. Like, well, I just need a, an angel investor to give me $10,000 or $20,000 a year while I get this thing off the ground. I'm like, I don't know that that's when you're not. Depends on the business model, right? Yeah. What, what problem are you solving? Right. And so John Lee, John Lee Dumas was solving an entrepreneurial problem. In other words, we had a whole bunch of people, by the way, Gallup, we support this a hundred percent on what he's doing is like, we are losing, we're, we're, we're losing more jobs in the United States than we're creating. We need entrepreneurs to, to create new businesses. We need that to happen. Right. And so he, you know, he created this show that created this energy that helped entrepreneurs keep going. It was a need. It was out there. He was solving a problem to to uh, 
you know, Pat Flynn was solving the problem of how do you turn this passive income on in what you're doing? And look how easy it is. I did it. It's not actually that easy to be honest, but, but you know, he, they were all solving problems. I think if you, if you come at this from the question of, you know, this is where, you know, if you're a hobby podcast and you're just talking about, well, let me pick on the the film guy since the, the the epic film guy since we we talked about that early. If you're just getting on and just blabbing about movies and you're not solving any problems for people, I don't know. Will you be successful? Maybe, but I don't. I don't think you will. But if you're getting on and you're being interesting and you're solving a problem or being entertaining in this case, well, okay, maybe there's something there, you know. And and you, you've got to be solving some kind of problem or providing entertainment in some way or whatever. And, um, you know, if it makes money, well, then, then maybe you got a shot at it. Yeah. Then good on you. You gotta, you gotta try. That's the thing you do. You won't, you won't fail until you try. Yeah. Only one way to know. So, but, uh, man, I look at the time and this is where I'm trying to do this without blasting off your head. Uh, Except I hit the wrong one. That's all right. There we go. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. But, uh, we're going to stick around. We're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, is podcasting. What was the question we had? How difficult is it to start a podcast? Somebody asked that question. But uh, Jim, what's coming up on the uh, the Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, Home Gadget Geeks over at TheAverageGuy.tv. I took a week off. Yes, you can take a week what? off as a podcaster. I made that decision Thursday morning. So yes, you can take a day off and survive. So we still have the episode with uh, Michael Librant where we talked about the air fryer and some uh, the Ember mug out there. If you want to watch it, TheAverageGuy.tv. Nice. And this week, I'm finally unveiling my interview with uh, Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies. I've uh, put that back in the oven and I I went back and dissected, like, why do I listen to Harry's show? Like, what's why, you know, he's not telling me how to grow my audience. Why do I listen to the show? And I finally figured it out. And I will reveal that Monday on uh, the School of Podcasting. So. I want to thank everyone in the chat room for... uh, That's a great tone. That's my microphone stand. Be be flat. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Thanks, everyone in the chat room for uh, hanging around. We are here every Saturday, 1030 Eastern. That's all I'm saying. Eastern. Uh, Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live or askthepodcastcoach.com slash join if you want to jump in. And uh, thanks for listening. And I still have 37 seconds. Holy cow. What are we going to do in 37 seconds, Dave? I don't know. We could wax eloquently about, so how do you define, Stargate Pioneer asked, how do you define success? We'll talk about that in the post show. That's it. I like that. See, 22 seconds already (laughs) down. If you you see Deadpool, stay to the very, very end. Some of the funniest clips are in the uh, credits. There's, There's one that's hilarious that I was like, I can't believe they just did that. So thank you so much. 